Terry and I would like to say thank you for dropping by Secrets from the South. I hope you'll stay a little while and enjoy yourself. Now, we talk a little slower, and we've got a Southern drawl, but you're going to enjoy the podcast nonetheless. Sit back and enjoy yourself, find some Southern charm and a glass of iced tea, and enjoy. Terry's got the week off, but we'd like to welcome our special guest, former police chief, Chris Reed. I hope you'll enjoy this week's episode. And welcome to another episode as we travel through Secrets from the South. Our special guest this week is former police chief Chris Reed. Chris, how are you today? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? A new year. Uh, I haven't made any New Year's resolutions. Don't because we never we never fulfill them. It, it's the thing of buying the new gym and bringing it home. <laughs> and I highly suggest anybody that gets these to make sure it has plenty of arms on it, you know, on the sides. Right, right, right. So it'll hang closed like <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. That's what most people get the treadmills for. That hey, they have good intentions the first yes. three days, and then one time of running on that, and you're almost down. You're like, I ain't doing that no more. Exactly. Saying, what was I thinking? This does not make sense. I'm, I feel like I'm not going anywhere. Now, I don't personally know anybody that's got one of those, but you know, they do offer those that have got video where you run up against somebody else in another city, and they're like eight, nine thousand dollars, and uh, that's an expensive clothes rack if you're going that route. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing, and I've seen some of them uh, just at the software that they have, and I guess they're trying to, if they could ever come up with some software on those machines where it actually, uh, where you lose weight. Yeah, not doing anything, but the software in there causes you to lose weight. Uh, then I think that would be a huge hit. It would be because <laughs> that's the only way. I, really, it is so hard to quit eating. And I know that we got another subject to talk about. But, folks, doing without your food is serious business. And I'm at a point in life where I'd rather have my food and be fat like there, I am. There you go. I, I want to feel relaxed. I want to feel good and just uh, sit in a recliner and just uh, just just eat a bucket of hamburger helper. <laughs> That's what I'm with you on that. <laughs> let's talk about something. Let, let's move into a subject this week. Uh, you've been a police officer for many, many years. Right. You know, former police chief of Meridian, Mississippi is where you came from. Let's give a hypothetical here. And we always learn a little something by you, from you. And you've had years of experience going over cases. Say that you walk into, let's say it's a convenience store. Okay. Uh, there's eight, nine people standing in line. You got your chips, you drank, and your Snickers. And... What do you look for? Somebody acting kind of weird that something's fisting to go down. You feel something, but you're not really sure. What What do you look for while you're standing there if I need to do something? Right. I've always said this. When you're dealing with uh, criminals or someone that's guilty of something mm-hmm. or that's that's fixing to be involved in something that is illegal, and they, and they know that, uh, they can somewhat rehearse their story, the who, what, when, why, and where. Right. Uh, but they cannot control how their body reacts to stress. It, it, it's basically psychology. They can't. You can't control your body uh, when you're stressed out. And so, being able to understand it and, and pick up on uh, some of the uh, some of the stress indicators that we used to call indicators, but some of the behavioral changes. Well, give me an example. Of that. All right. So, so uh, you're you're standing in line at okay. a convenience store, 
and uh and 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 five or six people in the line are acting the same way they're just waiting to check out and 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 go about their business and then you have one that comes in and uh is not making eye contact is kind of sweating possibly sweating uh just just uh stressed out nervous uh can't can't be still because you're when you're when you're stressed out if you stand still and you're going to lock up uh you can possibly pass out and i've actually had individuals do that the knees uh, on, on the side of the road yeah lock up they're so stressed out so giving too much information for the questions that's asked not enough information um uh their their bodies giving off uh uh, their eye twitching, uh, they're, they're, they're fidgeting, they're sweating profusely, constantly having to do something with their hands, putting it in their pocket, taking it out. Uh, so me in, in a convenience store, if I'm standing in line and, and everyone's acting normal, but this one individual, uh, then I have two choices, just completely ignore it. Uh, or really pay attention to, to that individual. Not saying that they're doing anything wrong, but I'm definitely going to have my radar up and I'm definitely going to pay attention uh, to that one individual that's given off all these indicators of stress or behavioral changes. Now, a person like that, do they typically, that's going to rob a convenience store, let's just say it's a convenience store, okay. do they typically wait till everybody goes out or do they just jump in at that point when there's four or five people still in the store and make their move? Yeah, well, I, I used to call it daydreaming when I would sit out there on the interstate um, in, in my patrol vehicle. And um, so and I would say, if I was the criminal, how would I act or how would I respond or how what would I do if I was to do something? Well, obviously, I, I want to make it as easy as possible. I want to get in and out. Uh, so I, I don't want to be identified. I don't want to have a. I don't want to have a, a lot of individuals that I'm having to deal with. I'd rather just be one on one rather than rather than ten people, and especially in the South, uh, there, we have enough patriots, whatever that uh, they're they're gonna. Yeah, you, you get what I'm saying. They're gonna protect. Uh, they're gonna protect themselves, and they're gonna protect others. And uh, so I, I don't want to have to deal with a hero, basically. So I would probably hang around until everyone just just got out of the store, and also the time. Uh, uh, the time period. I, I want to be able to go into a place uh, where there's not going to be a huge influx of people. I wouldn't be going and trying to to do something illegal at eight o'clock in the morning or five o'clock in the evening. Everyone's getting off or just before they're going to work, stopping in a convenience store. You wait till kind of dies. I kind of wait. It would kind of die down. The traffic would die down, and then just a just a, a, a an easy opportunity. All right, let's put ourselves on the other side of the counter because this has got to be scary. I've never been in a situation like this, and I'm sure you've talked to tons of people that are on the other side of that register. They're standing there and they have that gun pulled on them or that knife pulled on them. What do they do? What What is going through their thoughts? What do they need to do? How do they react to what just happens? Yeah. You know, every situation is different. I definitely wouldn't, wouldn't want to put information out there and then, and then something tragic happens. Right. Uh, it, it, and I'll put myself in that position. I'm behind the counter running the register uh, and someone pulls a gun on me Um and, and says, give me the money in the register. All right. I, I like to live by the premise of this. There's nothing materialistic worth losing my life over. Well, that's a good point. You, you see what I'm saying? I do. Hey, I, I, and, and I would be able to just, just give the money, please. I don't want any, 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 any anything just, and, and, and be done with it. And then at that point in time, uh, try to get and gain as much information about that person, the clothing, uh, the, the height, weight, the approximate height, weight, 
uh, color, gender. Uh, also watch them going out, vehicle, try to get a tag number, as much information, uh, detailed information as I can get so I can uh, communicate that with the uh, with law enforcement. And the sad part is there is a handful, and I don't understand this part. Maybe you can answer this. Most of all camera systems in any convenience store, and if you own a business, think about what I'm fixing to say. Almost every footage that I've ever been seen turned over to the police is so grainy, you can't tell who it is. They want to protect their people, but they spend $99 on the security system. Right. And here, here, here's the deal. And, and the reason that happens is this. Uh, I, I'm not saying all businesses that turn in material or, or video surveillance or audio uh, that's, that's not the best quality. But we're talking about 2021. All right. So don't wait for something bad to happen. To say, hey, I need to change, implement, revise, or amend policy. I need to get a, a new, updated software on my camera surveillance system or anything. Don't wait for something bad to happen uh, before you do that. Well, uh, I had uh, you one get what you pay for. I had one sent to me this day that was sent to me this morning uh, to go on my show uh, of somebody that broke in the law, and literally the pictures that were sent, I there's no way you could identify right. those people. Right, now, yeah. I don't see them being caught. Yeah, there, there, there's no way. And even if they do, if, if someone says, yeah, man, I think that's so-and-so, and and say they do, charge them. Uh, and the only, the only evidence they have is that grainy picture or still image uh, of that person that you really can't identify. But they're, they're about the same weight, possibly about the same weight same height or whatever right. um it would never it would never fly in court any defense attorney would have a brain cell would say is, is that you no it's not me your honor can you it's obvious that that's not my client and let me pass this along to the criminals that may be watching the do not go in the mcdonald's here because <laughs> they do not believe in that their camera system will pick up a gnat at three miles away i have never in my life seen I, it must be ip it's the the greatest latest is out there because they released a video of somebody that took something and it was obvious well, you look at it, you look at big franchises and big department stores uh, that are all over uh, the United States. Uh, it would probably blow your mind at, 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 at how much inventory or how much of their product uh, ha has to be written off uh, by the year and how much money that costs them in lost merchandise. Uh, because of shoplifting, because of theft and things of that nature. So those that have a huge tax revenue or a huge business like you mentioned mcdonald's will, right will, well that they want their technology you know to and it's going to be top of the line I, I just think that you get what you pay for uh if i'm if i'm really wanting to protect my product if i'm really wanting to prote protect my business i'm a huge preventive maintenance person you've heard me mention that right. so many times is i'd rather make the investment up front and it pays off in the end and never have to use it rather than not have it and something bad happens and it's cost me way more money than what that equipment would cost in the beginning. You, you see what I'm saying? Right. And uh, so I think some businesses uh, ha have gotten that way. And, and once again, the, the software that we have this day and age, 2021, 2022, with the, uh, with the ring and the home, home surveillance and the camera systems or whatever, wireless instant, uh, you know, with the technology, the, the, the high definition and all of that, that, it, I mean, it, 
you're you're not going to be a, a whole lot of money out, out of pocket, and and people feel secure with having that. I'd rather have it not need it than uh, not having need it. I agree with you. Now, so your advice is if you're behind you're on the on that counter and somebody goes to rob you, count on the money. Don't don't fight with it. Yeah, look, don't and don't sit there and try to figure out. Says, well, if I hand them the money, uh, are they going to leave? Or are they going to do do harm to me? I'm not telling you not to protect yourself. I'm just saying, don't take a chance over something materialistic that would that could possibly cost you your life uh, you see what i'm saying I and i try to i would try to head it off at the, at the pass if i'm behind the register scotty and 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 i've got five people in line and this one person comes in and they're acting the way that i'm talking about as far as as far as the the shadiness the stress indicators and all that yeah i am going to make it a point whether i have fellow employees there or even myself all right, to make contact with that individual before he actually does something. He may not. He, that just may be his personality. But Chris Reed's going to find out. All right. Hey, sir, can I help you? Do you need something? Can I, can I have right. Are you looking for something? And, uh, and, and, and draw attention to that, to that individual. Statistically, and you may not have the numbers on this, but someone who robs a store, what would you say the percentage of them of doing harm right off the bat? And the reason I asked this, I saw a video this week. You don't normally see this. A guy walks into the store and doesn't even ask the clerk anything. He shoots him before move in the face. The guy lived. Thank heavens he did. Right. But what are the statistics of someone acting that way? Is it less likely that they're going to shoot before interacting? Yeah, I, I don't believe there's any, any um, uh, I guess, uh, precise statistics or statistical analysis of, of what it is, I believe geographically has a lot to do with it. Uh, your larger metropolitan uh, cities, uh, also, you know, in the Northeast, like Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, New Jersey, uh, New York, there's a huge, there is a huge um, uh, footprint of of some violent, violent gangs. Right. Uh, and in and, and several, not only your Hispa uh, Hispanics, uh, your white gangs, your Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, Cuban gangs, your your black, your your Haitians, uh, your Jamaican gangs. But there's just there's a big footprint in, in the northeast of violent. MS-13 is a huge right. violent and they have a huge footprint in the northeastern states and the larger metropolitan cities there. So I, I would imagine your percentage of that. They don't care about life. All right. They're just wanting they're wanting the product. And so they may not come in there and say, hey, give me your money. All right. They may pop pop and then take the money uh, or they may, uh, you know, give me your money. They get the money and then still uh, still do that here. Uh, I don't there's not I don't have a percentage on right. what that I, I do believe this day and age that we have moved from. Man, I'm just interested in that property to I don't care about life. And I think you're right. Okay, let's let's move on to the next question here. Say you own a store, a convenience store. I keep going back to that right. because it's it's such easy access of normally open 24 hours. Right. If you're a business owner or if you work at the store, what are some suggestions to where uh, the guy that works that midnight shift? What is something the store owner can do extra to protect that to protect that employee from something happening? Yeah, I would. What I would do, and look, I've never been a business owner. So those business owners out there. So you're saying you can't manage budgets. You're, I didn't say you. I couldn't manage or anything like that. I've just never been a business owner. But if I was a business owner and mm -hmm. say of a convenience store, that's okay. what you mentioned. All right. And, 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 and say, is it worth me financially to stay open 24 seven? 
how much revenue am I making or profit am I making from, say, 11 o'clock at night till five in the morning? Gotcha. And if I'm spending more money keeping it open with the power and paying the employees, then I'm actually taking in on somebody coming in and buying a Snicker bar, yeah. and Gatorade and, and, and $20 in gas. Uh, is it worth it to me? Uh, because once again, I, I, as a bad guy, would look at the most opportune time. And the most easy, it's kind of like we mentioned it a couple of episodes ago about uh, about the, the animal kingdom, a lion behind the bushes. Right. He wants the weak link. He don't want to work for his food. He, he will. It. He will, but he would rather get the weak link. And so wait for the most opportune time. A young one that's lame, the one that's a straggler, whatever they're going to have to take out. They're going to, so the same in, in the criminal realm is I want to make it as easy as possible and get in and out. And so I'd have to look at it as far as my tax revenue, my profit. Is it worth me staying open after 11 p.m.? And and, and, and so I would I, me, if I owned a convenience store, I wouldn't stay open all night. Do you see to where eventually, you know, where you go pay to where that becomes a bulletproof glass area to where that's locked when that employee goes in there? That they cannot be reached, kind of like uh, they in the have, back of an armored truck. Yeah, they have that already in, in a lot of your convenience stores in your metropolitan cities. So I, I wouldn't wear that. Yeah, yeah, they do. They have that. Once you walk in or whatever, they have automatic locks on the door that if somebody's in there trying to they do could, something, they can mm-hmm. automatically hit that button. But once again, you hit that button, the bad guy's in there. You see what I'm saying? Right. And, and it's like a uh, probably kind of like what a caged raccoon would do if you ever opened up that cage. They're going right? to try to get out. <laughs> Try but to uh, you know, if you were in a bulletproof area in the middle and then could be able to lock the door, you could hold them to the police got there to oh, handle yeah, the situation. Yeah. But do you see that becoming popular across the United States? As we see, like right no. now, you don't. You know, and the reason I don't, I'll just tell you this. Tell me, tell me. By nature, by nature, we we wait for something bad to happen. I, I see that. You, you you see, we don't we're we're not a proactive preventive maintenance society. We're we're just not. We're just not. I want. I'm going to wait till tragedy and say I won't do that again. Let's change, implement, revise, or amend policy because this tragedy happened. Well, you could have prevented that if you would have started prior to something happening. Well, that makes sense. Tragedy. You know what I'm saying? I do. Now, not, not, that's not in all cases, but you see a lot of things tech, tech, uh, technology-wise this day and age uh, that we're doing different now. I mean, look, 15 years ago. Who had a home surveillance uh, camera? You know, 20 That's years right. ago, who had a home surveillance camera? Now it's an everyday thing. It's everywhere. Uh, so are they still trying to break in? Yeah, they're still trying to break in. I'd rather have it, not need it, than not need it and uh, have it, and it's too late. So All right, let's turn this. Kate, you're, you're the old boy. You're late for work. You pulled up. You got uh, $22 left on your, uh, on your card, and you're going to get some gas in your pickup truck. You're standing out there. What do you look for that's odd in the parking lot? You know, you go, you're pumping your gas, you're in a hurry, you got to go somewhere, but the car over there is acting suspicious. What do you see? You know, he's not even going to go in the store, but he sees something that he thinks isn't right. What do you look for here? Look, I I said the same thing. Um, It's situational awareness, Scotty. And and we as men are, are especially stubborn when it comes to this because we're independent chris reed can take care of old chris reed right all right and so that's our mindset uh so i could pull up at a gas station 
and see a car sitting over there, you know, running with the tinted windows and windows rolled up and start slow rolling up or whatever. I'm stubborn enough that I'm just going to stand there rather than going, uh, no, the hair's on the back of my neck. I'm going to get in my vehicle and go somewhere else and, and get gas or whatever or do whatever. And my point is, is sit, being aware of your surroundings and just because it hasn't happened to you before doesn't mean it can't happen to you. And don't wait for the first time for it to happen. Say, why did I do that? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Ladies, uh, men, um, uh, the elderly pulling up in a parking lot, I've said it before, is be aware of your surroundings. Because, look, especially this time of the year, they're oh. looking for easy targets. Don't make yourself an easy target. And men make ourselves easy targets. I had a I had a friend of mine. That like flashing, to, flashing cash. And, yeah, yeah. And oh, she's hey, looking for a sugar daddy. Yeah, and yeah. Well, well not, not only that, but putting, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're at a truck stop, you know, uh, but. <laughs> I couldn't help that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but but me, I had a friend of mine who's a big guy and he pulls up at an ATM. And or no, a drive through at a fast food. And right when he pulls up at the drive through, rolls his window down, somebody steps out of the bush with a knife and says, Give me your wallet. Whoa. What do you think he did? He gave him his wallet. He knew that, that, that nothing materialistic was worth losing his life, but it can happen just like that. So, and there was probably no way to see the guy hiding either way. Yeah, it, nothing's foolproof, but how many times have you pulled up at a drive, uh, fast food restaurant drive through and ever paid attention to your surroundings? Oh, me, I'm. You know, Wendy's, I'm real bad about that. I'll just I'll lay my my wallet on the dash we, while I'm looking for yeah, this. We all and, do. and the reason we all do is our number one weakness is complacency. Nothing's ever happened before. Don't you wait gotta, for that first time for it to happen where you say, Why did I do it that way? I'm gonna change the way that I do it. It's a good point. Yeah. So we hope this week uh, you've picked up on a thing or two from Chris here. And I looked at this while we were talking. I remember years ago when I was on radio. Um, a song, you know who Gary Allen is, don't you? Right. He's uh, If you've never heard of the Neshoba County Fair, Mississippi's Giant House Party, Gary's played there a couple of times. Great guy. I met him years ago. And he had a song. It was a hidden track. Uh, it was called uh, No Judgment Day. Have you ever heard that? When you get my age, you, you start forgetting a lot of but stuff. Gary said that he was, uh, I think he was in a motel room. He could have been on the bus. And he had picked up a newspaper. It was a headline. And he was reading about somebody that got murdered. And the more he read about it, the more it touched his heart. And he wrote a song about it. And the name of the song was No Judgment Day. And it was about a little old fella in his late 70s that was locking up his convenience store at night. Mm. Uh, three guys break in the store. They beat him to death and leave him dead in the cooler for his wife to find. You know how much money they took? Six bucks. Six dollars. They killed that man. And they bought some beer at a store down the road with the six dollars they stole. And he, he goes through the, the story of the man and his life and how the whole town turns out uh, for, his, uh, for his funeral. Everybody came. And he, at the end of the day, the kid done it just to be famous, to get his picture on the news is what it was really about. Yeah, look. And your life is not worth that. No, it, it's not. And, and, I'll, and I'll say this and, and because it, it, it's true. Whether you believe it or not, you see it being played out. Uh, as far as what the word of God says is in the last days, you're going to see these things. He just wanted his picture because he wanted to be famous. Pride, the pride of life. And it cost a little old man six dollars yep. over o over that just to be famous. You, mm -hmm. you see what I'm I saying? Do. And we're living in this day and age where where materialism 
is our number one focus. And, and a perfect example is, is this time of the year, Scotty Ray. Ooh. That look, we are so wore out, we are so stressed out because we are going, 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 buying, buying, and buying. And so for the next six months in the new year, we're in debt. We're trying to pay off the debt that that happened the month before. Oh. And and yet we say Merry Christmas. We do. We do. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I do. Materialism. Materialism controls our whole being, our whole life, and it controls criminals because the criminal wants what they don't have and they want what you have good way of putting it chris thanks for dropping by hey thank you for having me i hope you enjoyed this week's episode and a special thanks to chris reed former police chief meridian mississippi for dropping by maybe we picked up a thing or two tune in next week terry will be back and all will be well in secrets from the south